Grande Asiko. Hi. How, how do you prefer to be called? Ade or Asiko? Um, I'm fine with either. Uh, the, the, um, Ade is my name and Asiko is my um, art moniker. It was kind of what I used when I was when I was starting out in the art industry. So yeah, both of them are perfectly fine. All right, all right, okay. But Asiko in my language means um, the moment in my Yoruba language. So it fitted with how I used to create images back then. So yeah, it's kind of stuck since. Oh, interesting, interesting. And why did you choose to pursue your career as a visual artist? Um, oof, I think it felt right. Um, I, I, I didn't, I don't have uh, an art um, degree or I didn't study art in school. Um, I'm, I'm a trained chemist and a bioinformatician. So I worked in the pharmaceutical industry for, for about 10 years. Um, but uh, for me, uh, being a visual artist felt the most right and it felt the uh, the most comfortable, uh, I, and it's still I'm still in that phase of enjoying it and 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 feeling comfortable in it. Um, I, I think even from when I was a child, I was always interested in arts as much as I was doing science. And you know, in school, I was doing science. So I was very much interested in art. So I guess when I got the chance to do it when I was older, I I, I slowly took the step. Okay. Looking at your pictures, you seem to be a very detailed person. Um, I want to understand what is going on in your mind while creating those masterpieces. Do you have a specific order um, that you stick to or you just create? You just start and yeah, you just start from the gut. I think so. I, I I wouldn't actually say I'm a detailed orientated person. I'm actually uh, a bit of the opposite. Uh, my on set it, things are a bit uh, frantic and playful. Uh, right. So I, I'm I'm a bit more. Um, I I usually go a lot with my gut. So if things don't feel right, I I'm more likely to switch it up. So. But in terms of the ideas themselves, the, my, these ideas come from my experiences. You know, I'm influenced by the things that I feel and the things that I see. So I, I, we'll, we'll take an example. Um, there's a certain set of images called conversations and the images are about conversations I had with women. But these women are women that had experienced FGM now, FGM is female genitalia mutilation. So it first started with one conversation of a lady who was a colleague of mine. And she told me how she was, um, she was pinned down and, you know, as a child on her 13th birthday and FGM, female genitalia mutilation was performed on her. So um, 
and you know i'd never heard of anything like that i didn't even know that existed and this was in 2016 uh, so for me it was quite a traumatic thing to hear about and i felt a bit of trauma i can't even imagine what she felt so for me it was the the i started to think about uh, you know creating some images about this because i thought this is something that's you know it's happening in uh, my african culture it's happening in nigeria where i'm from uh, during research i found it happens very much in nigeria so i wanted to create some work about it and i wanted to um, have a conversation with whoever's looking at the images um, i also wanted to have a conversation at um, uh, you know during the art exhibition that i was working on um, so I invited uh, people who had experienced FGM, um, also uh, health professionals, to have this conversation about this topic because it's something that happens even in the UK as well. And you know, um, I mean, the government is a bit more aware, uh, but it's something that happens. So for me, the work is about the experiences that I have. That I, I guess that. Or, or the things that I experience, uh, but a lot of it relates down around culture and identity, um, and also my journey as a person. Uh, so I usually will create things from the gut based on what I see, what I feel, um, how I see the world. All right, interesting, interesting. Wow. Um, your last post on Instagram, mm -hmm. it just, so expressive and simple at the same time you have created a series to um dig deeper into the meaning of african hairstyles like threading we want to know what is the meaning of threading also yeah. threading is this um so it's a uh, hairstyle in nigeria uh, more so the yoruba culture which is where i'm from so they use these threads and then they use it to bond the hair. Mm -hmm. So they'll use it. So some of the hairstyles are quite, um, they can be quite elaborate. So you take um, a clump of hair or some hair, and then you're using the thread mm -hmm. to protect the hair. So it's also, it's a style, mm -hmm. but it's also a protective style. And it's usually done um, young girls, like quite young girls to girls who are coming of age. Uh, so very much in the olden days, because now this is, isn't done so much this way anymore. You know, from what I, my, my experiences and from my research, I found, you know, hair was very important in telling where a person was, what they were doing. It could denote profession, it could denote royalty, it could, you know, in some cultures, uh, I think, is it the Dafe culture in Africa? I can't remember, but they when they are going to war, uh, these men would shave their head in a certain way. So for what, what, what I loved is African culture and, you know, all the and African culture, you know, I say African culture, but African culture is diverse. You know, we have thousands and thousands of languages in Nigeria alone. There are over 200 languages spoken within Nigeria. So I can't even imagine the whole of Africa. But, you know, when you take Africa, especially uh, pre-colonial times, hair meant something. 
it wasn't just put on it was it meant something you know a woman who's going to be married uh, a king a queen all had different sorts of hairstyles and you know when you would see the hairstyle you would know based on the type of hairstyle that they had that this person was this sort of um maybe this is the sort of job they did or they were of importance i think that that's the great thing about um the african culture it's there's a lot more there's meaning there's aesthetic to beauty but then there's also meaning behind it and that's what i strive to make my work i i i'm i'm very much about the african culture and my work is a love letter to the african culture but there's also meaning to it so there's beauty and then there's meaning to it as well beautifully said thank you um how is it like to work doing uh, sorry during this pandemic oh it's very hard um so i haven't really shot as much as i usually would have um i haven't been in the studio i mean one of the images i did was um a set of images called a black life matters and it, they were self portraits but I I I stopped doing self portraits. I don't do them as much, but um because of what was going on, I felt so much that I had to get in the studio and I couldn't go and shoot with someone else, so I went in by myself and did self portraits by myself. Um which kind of flows with how I do self portraits. I like to keep a contained set where no one else is there because it's such an emotional grueling um um time when i'm creating those images um but you know i i think i've only done about maybe one shoot with other people um since then or maybe yeah like and i'm supposed to be shooting something uh i was supposed to be shooting something earlier this year but we keep moving it back moving it back because it's just it's just challenging to shoot in these times you know um, some of the people you work with they you know concerned you know um, the studios that I I will shoot in I will you know do loads of disinfectants have make sure there's sanitizers make sure everybody wears a mask I have to you know I have um, one of my producers or project managers they make sure that people are adhering so that everybody is keeping safe Um so it's not been the easiest I haven't shot as much as I I I can uh but I'm hoping at some time this will all end but I'm starting to shoot at the end of this month anyway I just you know when you've missed something and you need to do it so yeah I'm in that space at the moment That's great great I'm married myself to to an artist And okay nice. know, and yes and i know that artists are very specific on how they view the world mm how do you view the world ooh it's a good question um i think sometimes i'm an i'm an optimist uh in terms of how i see the world and sometimes I can be a bit of a pessimist. I think I float between both of those uh um uh I guess uh, behavioral patterns. Um I'm I I think for me what I the my way of communicating with the world is through my art. Um 
that's kind of the way I communicate. I, um, through my pictures, I'm very much about showing what my life is like. Um, different aspects of my life feed into the work. My journey as a person uh, feeds into the work. And I'm very much about also communicating that, you know, where I'm from, being a Nigerian and being an African is a beautiful thing. And I think when we get to know a bit more about who we are, we get to be a bit more empathic about our stories or, or who we are. And, you know, in that way, I get to know you, you get to know me, we get to really start to move together as, as a people or as a race. Um, I think for me, that's one of the most beautiful things. So I use my work to communicate what I want to say to the world. And I think, I'd, yeah, I'd say I'm an optimist. Um, and at this challenge in times, especially during the pandemic, um, you know, I, 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 it's enjoying the life that we have right now. It's not perfect, but, you know, being happy in the spaces that we have right now. Um, and, you know, this thing will pass. Mm -hmm. So I'm, yeah, I, I, there's a level of optimism, but then obviously, because I think a lot and introspective, there's also the pessimist side. So it's a bit of both. All right. Speaking of communication, who mm -hmm. is your audience or do you speak to everyone? Hmm. It's a good point. I don't think I have an audience or I would phrase it. I don't think about an audience. Um, I'm not, I'm not thinking about who's going to like what I do or who's going to connect with what I do. Uh, I just do what I do because I love what I do and because I'm compelled to do it and because I want to reach out into the world and communicate with the world. So as much as I communicate with the world, I'm not communicating with a specific person. Uh, but one of the things I would love is that we as Africans celebrate each other and we know and we should all know that we have value um, and those are the sorts of things we communicate to the world. So in, in, in one way, I, I guess I would love my work to um, empower and, and uplift people um, because I feel art has uh, the power to do that. I, I know uh, for me, art lifts me up um, when I go and see other people's work. So in that way, I, I, I would love, yeah, people to be uplifted and people who are not from Africa to kind of, see what it's like being an African to connect in some way. They might not fully get it, but then there's an appreciation of our beauty and appreciation of what we do. And um, yet we just know that we have value and we have something to con contribute to the world. Great, great, great. Um, yes. So why does art matter to you? Hmm. Well, I guess, why does my journey matter to me then? And, 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 and that's, that's the, that, that's how I would look at it. Um, my journey as a person, my African heritage, um, 
my Nigerian heritage, my journey, all of that matters. For me, art is part of that journey. It's it's very much intertwined. It's not it's not like I go home and and oh, it's not like I have a nine to five period where I say, oh, I'm doing art only here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I could be sleeping and I have an idea or I have a, a sort of a vision of what I should be doing or something I should be creating. And, you know, I'll wake up and jot it down. So for me, it's very much intertwined into my life. Uh, so in that way, it matters because it's a very key part of my life. And for me, it matters because it's a way for me to communicate. Um, I'm not the most articulate person. So for me, art is a way to kind of communicate with the world. And in that way, it matters. Okay, on that note, would you say that you are more an extroverted person or introvert? I'm a bit of both. Um, I, I used to be an, a real introvert, very quiet and very much in my own thoughts. Uh, but I think d- developing an art career, what well, initially developing being a photographer, because I think before I was an artist, I started learning how to take photographs and I became a photographer. Uh, and in doing that, you have to be able to engage with people and, you know, be able to talk to people. So in that way, I had to develop being an extrovert in terms of, you know, how to communicate with people, how to, um, you know, I guess, work with teams because I'd work with, you know, big teams or small teams. I need to be able to engage with them to bring them along and create a vision together. So in some way, I I developed that part of myself. So I I kind of float between both. I need my own, you know, private time that, you know, you know, especially when you're busy and, and stuff, you also need that time, you know, to be with your own thoughts and to take time away from people. And that's the introvert side of what I do. But then in certain spaces, I can, you know, mingle and talk to people and talk about uh, interesting things. Have you thought about why African photographers are having a collective and global impact now? Uh, Well, it seemed a few years ago, um, all things Africa were kind of, and this was before before last year's um, protest and the Black Lives Matter it was beginning to ramp up speed even with that within africans there was this whole slogan african rising you know there were all these things happening um people were taking notice of us of our art of what we create um because i think it was very foreign to the western market how we create things is quite you know the sculptures we create, the art we create, is very different to Western ideology. So I think in that way, it was interesting, but then I all, and it was an untapped um, um, space, uh, you know, and so people started investing. But I think Black Lives Matter last 
year um, during the protests in the states and the protests in the UK and you know all around um, other parts of the world I know there were some in Europe as well I think people started to understand what black people go through they started to get an idea of what it was like um, you know in a society where you are the minority because if you're the majority you don't really think there's a problem but if you're the minority you get it and you understand what black people go through I mean, I mean, I lived in Europe um, a couple of years ago. I lived in Belgium and I also lived in Switzerland. And I know it, it wasn't the easiest of things. I saw racism all around. And I also saw racism, what, you know, and experienced it when I moved to the UK from Nigeria as well. So I think the world started to get an understanding of what it was like to be a black person, the sort of things we go through. And I think in that way, there was support. So I found um, last year I sold the most I've ever sold in in my career as an artist. Um, Great, congratulations. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. So a lot of people found out about what I do. And I think there was just more awareness of what we do and there was more support um, with um, um, the, with black on well from other races to black people so I think that's where this has come with African photographers with African creatives there's more awareness about about what we do now and people are interested and then there's support so it's not what it should be but it's getting better little by little yeah all right can you please finish the sentence black Ooh. lives matter is black lives matter is uh, empowering black and lives matter empowering yeah it is empowering and why why um because it's the when i think about black lives me movement um black lives do you, wait do you say black lives movement or black lives matter black lives matter <laughs> oh black lives matter yeah can i change that yes of course it's important important pivotal it's important um so it's important for us to know that well for people to know that a black life matters to know uh, that we have value and the way we're depicted in the media is not a true representation of who we are we are not one-dimensional characters uh, we are complex uh, beautiful people and i think black lives matter has been pivotal and helpful in people who are not black seeing what the black experience is like um protests are important uh and and you know there's that picture of a woman um during the one of these black lives matter protests and you know you have all these police with shields and guns and she's just there holding a flower and it's such a powerful image mm -hmm. so it is important great 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 
Um, so you've mentioned earlier that you you identify yourself as a Nigerian African uh-huh. man. Was challenging for you to grow up in in Britain, United Kingdom? Mm, yeah, it was. Because I think when I moved here, I was 15, 16. Um, and I, I think I felt like a fish out of water because I came into this new place that uh, there weren't as many black people around. You know, I lived in Nigeria and everybody there was obviously black and they were obviously Nigerian and yeah. so I was surrounded by that for years and to take go from that to this place where I basically found out I was black before then I didn't know I was black but when I moved to the UK I found okay I'm black and you start to see how people treat you they treat you differently um and And I think for me, that was a bit of a challenge, just adapting to a new space uh, that you're the minority and also um, going to school because I was here to um, school. So that was a bit challenging as well, you know, trying to balance all of that, making sure my grades were up, you know, just moved from Nigeria. It was it was a bit of a challenge. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a challenge. Are UK race problems the same as the US race problems? No. I think in some ways they might be, but I think in some ways they're different because the histories of both countries are different. The history of the US is it's quite different in terms of slave trade, in terms of how people are, how black people are perceived. Black people in the US have had to uh, endure quite a lot And it's not to say it doesn't happen like that in the UK, but it's a bit different. Um, and I'm probably not the best to be able to, uh, you know, identify the differences here. But I think in the US, it's more overt. It's more in your face. Um, but in the UK, it's more in, well, it's also institutionalized in both places. But in the US, I mean, the UK, it's more insidious. People don't say it, but then they do things that you know give you the understanding that okay there might be a bit of racism going on in here um so in the us it's very very in your face people are shot people are killed um, people are arrested uh for the color of their skin in the uk it's a bit more you know in the comments in you know certain actions and what people do um that's how you uh, find out so they are different there are similarities but then they're different as well How important <laughs> drinking tea or coffee? Yep, it's nighttime, so I like to drink tea. Tea, all right. So speaking, even I mean, drinking tea is a sort of self care, right? How yep. important is self care and mental health for black men? Oh, it's very, very important. I think it's important for everyone: a black man, a white man. A, a black woman i think it's very very important to be able to live a fulfilling and enjoyable life um 
you know, mental, uh, I, I believe in the world we live in, and especially with what's going on with the pandemic right now, I think we're in a mental health crisis. You know, a lot of people are going through a lot of just challenging times uh, for all of us. I, I've, I've lost people, um, you know, during this time um, that, you know, I, a lot of my friends have lost their parents. Um, my parents are still alive, but, you know, a lot of my friends have lost their parents, some of them to COVID. It's, and, you know, with just what you watch on the news, what's what's going on in the world, it's just a very challenging time for everybody. I mean, for me to keep sane, um, I have my, my, my faith is quite important to me and that helps keeps me sane. And then the friends and family I have around me as well are, are, are very important. I think it's important to have a network of people to depend on because you know we can't do life by ourselves and as human beings we're not meant to do life by ourselves we're a social species so it's always good to have people to lean on um, and then very importantly obviously is my art my art keeps me sane as well to be able to introspect and to be able to reflect and to be able to put that into my work um, to be able to see and feel and use my work as a conduit for that is um, is something that really helps me um, in, in what I do. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Nigeria. Nigeria is celebrated in music and food especially around the world mm. but can you name since since it is black history month can you oh is it yes it's february oh black history month in the uk is in october ah so in, in the uk is in october okay. yeah, yeah it's in october yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, right. so, so where are you based um we are based in germany so it's oh. also february Germany. Ah, oh, Germany. Okay. I used to come to Germany quite a bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, can you name one or two historic person from Nigeria that we should definitely check out and What do you mean historic? So someone who changed the uh, narrative in Nigeria, a civil rights um civil rights activist or oh, I see I see okay um yeah two two women because I'm always inspired by women all right the connection is not there why Ooh. oh hi Yes, oh, I can hear you in okay. areas. Okay. The internet was like, I don't know what's happening. Okay. <laughs> um, so two women, I would say um in history, these are historical figures. So um Fumilayo Ransom Kuti. So she was uh, a strong advocate for education, uh for uh, girls and women and uh 
she was also uh, always opposing the government. Um, so she was very outspoken. Her name is Fumlayo Ransom Kuti. Uh, so she, if you've ever heard of Fela, Fela yes. Ransom Kuti, basically, yeah, a lot of musicians are inspired by Fela. Yeah. That um, Fumilayo was his mom. All right, all right. So she was a very strong activist in Nigeria. Um, who else? Um, and then we can go further back is Queen Zaire, um, Queen Amina of, of, of Zaire. So she was quite a powerful um, uh, ruler in, in Nigeria. And she, she fought wars. She kind of broke the stereotype of, you know, how women are portrayed, especially in old um, Nigerian culture. So she was quite powerful. Mm, who else? Do we have anybody else? Um, I forget. Maybe there's somebody will come back to me. I don't know. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for that. We will definitely check their uh, stories and we'll feature mm -hmm. them. Um, you've mentioned that you are inspired by women. Mm. Why? Why is it women and not men, for example? Um, that's a good point. I, I think uh, uh, the things that we experience as children or as young, young adults kind of shape and frame are the people we are. So I was I was um, inspired a lot by my mom. My mother was quite a powerful uh, figure, and in a country in like Nigeria, where you know women are treated as second-class citizens, to have a very powerful, bullish person who just does not take, um, you know, what society said she should be she's um she 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 bucks the trend on what society is and it wasn't just her there was um my father's uh sister as well was quite a strong character and funny enough they would both butt heads uh she would butt heads with my mom um but they were quite strong characters and you know my father's sister was a matriarch in their family um and and, and my mom was quite a strong character herself so i think uh, they kind of shaped my ideas of womanhood now it's it's not and and i did see them when you know they were going through their struggles as well so i i got i got to see all these different complexities of, of, of womanhood i think maybe as a kid i was a bit more of a visual I was taking a lot of visual notes and observing the world around me. And I think some of those things are things that I now feed into my work, you know. I mean, there was a series, my first series called the Adorn series. And it just, it came from me seeing this image of this woman who was just very powerful, you know, very dark skinned. Um, she had loads of jewelry, loads of adornment. So she was obviously very important in, in, in the ceremony I saw her in. But she was just, it was just a very striking, powerful visual when I saw her. And you know, that just stayed in my mind. 
and when I was creating the Adorn series, she was the inspiration to create the images for that series. And those were my first uh, art images uh, that I had in an exhibition. So uh, it might be hard to say the why, um, but I think maybe it's, it's conditioning in some sort of way. It's the things I saw as a kid that kind of uh, fed into my mind. And those are the things that I enjoy creating work around. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, unfortunately, this was the last question. Okay. Yes. Um, did you enjoy it? Yes, it was good. It was good. Thank you. It was it good. Was good. I thank nice you for the time. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So... Thank you for your time. No problem. No problem. And um, yes, maybe in the near future, we will see each other face to face. I'm sure Hopefully. we will. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, Hopefully. yeah. Hopefully. Yes. Hopefully, yes. And I wish Happy you... Evening. Thank you. And I wish you a good evening too. Yes. And um, yes. Take care. Take care. Bye. And Bye. thanks for the opportunity. Bye. You're welcome. Bye.